We've got a great panel today on sort of building a business and brand in this new era, a new era that we're all dealing with. I'm going to ask our four panelists that are on right now to introduce themselves. We'll have you for about 40 minutes or so today. We'll talk about building a business and building a brand. Um, let me start. Karen, let me ask you to take a moment, 30 seconds to introduce yourself, and then I'll ask Reem, Matt, and Jeff to do the same. Karen? Uh, well, good afternoon. Thank you for having me. I am Karen Fursell. Uh, I live in Chicago, in the suburbs of Chicago. I um, born and raised here. I spent a lot of time in New York. My background is in television. I was a producer at the network level. I started as an intern for David Letterman and for Peter Jennings and um, worked my way up and eventually was a producer at MSNBC, NBC News, and at CNN. Actually was um, at MSNBC and NBC News during 9-11. Um, and back then I actually thought that that was gonna be the story of my lifetime. And um, in the Corona days and in uh, the current climate of Black Lives Matter, I actually feel like that might not be true anymore. Um, I left MSNBC to go to CNN and eventually went to the Oprah Winfrey Show where I was a producer for a few years and produced some of her big shows, including The Great Car Giveaway. I eventually, <laughs> I eventually left Oprah. Um, I wanted to start a family. I married my now husband, had my family. And for the last 10 years, I have been an on-camera personality for uh, various uh, TV networks in Chicago. Um, I'm a a U.S. contributor to two big morning shows in Canada, and I've contributed to some shows in New York. Um, I also pursued a passion project over the last few years where I started a restaurant brand. We closed one location, but we kept open um, a, um, a customized cake product, um, and I, I started a company called Cake Jar Nation. So um, I've sort of had, you know, a good... Um, you know, my feet and hands in the TV and branding waters for a very long time. And that's sort of how I transitioned to the restaurant business because storytelling in, in every industry is where it's at in terms of uh, keeping your brand alive and really talking to an audience. And so I obviously did that in TV, but also into the restaurant business. And so I, I'm really interested in hearing what everyone has to say today because I think there are so many um, you know, threads that we can sort of know that are, are equal and um, that we're going to learn from each other's businesses. Thank you so much. And Karen has done this magnificent job of building a personal brand and thus having her on today. And we're excited to hear some of her thoughts on building a brand and a business. Reem, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you. And Karen, thank you for that introduction. I look forward to getting to know you better as well today. So my name is Reem Noah. I'm the Senior Vice President of Strategy here at Adams & Knight. Um, Adams & Knight is an integrated marketing, advertising, and branding agency based in Connecticut. Uh, we work with organizations in, um, you know, in three main industries, healthcare, financial services, tourism, and leisure. So really working with them to help build their brands, um, you know, build their customer loyalty, develop content and campaigns for them. Um, you know, I really am excited to learn more and um, have an interesting conversation with everyone today. So thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Matt? 
Scott, thank you as always for having me and this incredible panel. Um, I, I'm always excited to, to download and to listen and, and learn. It's, uh, it's always an experience. And good afternoon, everybody. I'm Matt Stover. Uh, I'm a past president of the Chicago Association of Realtors. I was the Realtor of the Year in 2018. I'm a National Association of Realtors Vice Chair. I've been uh, probably most importantly a top producer in the real estate industry here in Chicago uh, for 21 years since I first started in this business. And uh, my, uh, I think a crowning achievement lately was that I uh, became a partner at my firm and I work with a company called Corcoran Urban Real Estate. And many people know Corcoran from Barbara Corcoran. Uh, she's no longer involved in, their, in the group out of New York, but we have uh, sort of uh, partnered in a franchise uh, situation with them here in Chicago. And it's, it's just been unbelievable. So this is actually a very appropriate conversation today. So thank you for having me and I'm excited to be here. Thank you. And, and like our other panelists, you've done this incredible job of building a personal brand and a business. So thrilled to have you on as well. Jeff, probably the, the, the best story of a self-starter I've ever heard. Jeff, can you take a moment and, and give an introduction of yourself? Yes, absolutely. Um, my name is Jeff Badu, and I'm a parallel entrepreneur in the Walt Multiplier. I'm the founder and CEO of Badu Enterprises LLC, which is a multinational conglomerate in the finance industry. Um, we provide a suite of financial services, including um, our marquee company, which is Badu Tax Services, um, which does tax preparation, planning, and representation for individuals and businesses across all 50 states in the U.S., as well as um, we have clients in over 10 countries at the moment. And on top of that, through Badu Investments, um, that's my primarily my real estate investment company, where we buy and hold um, multifamilies, primarily on the south side of Chicago. You know, so in a time like this, we're pretty much buying up um, a lot of the south side. And that's the area that we tend to focus on. And that's the area that tends to provide us with the most value. Um, and I'll like to finish off with my purpose, which is to inspire and support the super hungry to take hold of infinite resources in order to create an abundant lifestyle. And, and, and Jeff, thank you, Matt, Reem, Karen. Jeff, let me start with you. And just, I'm gonna ask mm -hmm. each of you to keep your answers relatively short so we can get multiple mm -hmm. chances for each, each person to talk. Just a few of your core thoughts on what it takes to build a business or advice to people building a business. I mean, I would say in general, um, with business nowadays, um, it's become, or it should be, I should say, the way that it should be is it should be purpose-focused, um, purpose-centered. So not just building a business just to make money, um, but building a business that truly has an impact on the cause that you're looking to, um, you know, looking to achieve. So I see a lot of businesses nowadays where it's more just money-focused or it, it doesn't really have any purpose behind it. Um, and I understand sometimes we're put into situations where we don't really know what we're doing. We're sort of just jumping, you know, jumping the water type of deal. But in general, how to truly build a business nowadays is that it should be somewhat purpose um, centered, you know, in order to achieve like this is our profound purpose. Um, so once you do that, then ultimately you're able to say, OK, well, based off this purpose, these are the things we need to do. And here's the vision of the company. So it ultimately has to be a purpose, mission, vision type of alignment. And, and that's, that's what we're not really seeing a whole lot in these days. And I think the main reason why a lot of businesses are shutting down, going out of business during this time, 
is because there was no purpose. That's the first part. And then two, there was no adaptation into the technology world. So nowadays, tech is dominating everything that we do. So to, to keep it short, basically, we need to make sure that businesses have a, a profound and defined purpose, a very clearly stated purpose, and then ultimately staying ahead of the curve with the technology that's, um, that's with us today. And I'll give you a prime example. When I started my business plan in 2010, um, part of it was to be a virtual tax firm. And I'm proud to say that today we're a hundred percent virtual CPA firm. Um, you know, everything is digital. Everything is online. We can get things done so efficiently and we can ultimately scale to, um, to the maximum ability. Jeff, thank you so much. I see that Jennifer Love is joining us and, and she's a perfect segue from what you're talking about because she also has built a business completely around a purpose. Jennifer, let me ask you to give a quick introduction to yourself and then spend a moment talking about your best thoughts on building a business and what you do. So I am a money therapist who started out 20 years ago um, training to be a strategist for the FBI. And so my, my work as a 20-year career entrepreneur um, has been studying human development and human behavior. Um, and I have focused that primarily in um, money accumulation um, and supporting people with values and um, how their relationship with money is affecting everything that they do in their life. And what, um, what that really means for me, you know, kind of going into thoughts about building a business, I really believe that personal development is a path to freedom and true and by true wealth, I mean creating an alchemic environment within ourselves where all of the four aspects of what I call the four aspects of our humanity are in alignment our physical aspects of self, our mental aspect, our emotional aspect, and our, our spiritual aspect. When we, when we have alchemy in and between all aspects of our humanity, where well, we are building true wealth, not only for ourselves, but for our planet and for everyone around us. So that's kind of my takeaway there. No, and that's an incredibly interesting takeaway. And the world has changed so much because so much of everybody's business today has to be not just money-driven, but purpose-driven to long-term be successful and effective and to stay connected with your community. And so thank you very much. Matt, a couple moments on building a business, and then I'll go to Raymond and Karen. A couple thoughts on building a business. I think there's um, some pervasive themes that go through building a biz and, you know, creating a brand. And one of them for me, um, the most important one to me is authenticity. Um, I think you, you need to be who you are and believe in what you're doing and what your purpose is. And a lot of what the other two panelists just suggested, you know, that really leads to, I think, you know, open arms to a number of different aspects. Um, I think you, in addition to what they said, I think you need to clarify your concept. I think that that is uh, absolutely purpose driven in this, in this marketplace now. I think you constantly need to keep educating yourself to make sure that you're up on what's happening, whether it's tech or rules or different laws that are affecting what business you're in. I think those are crucial. And I think, you know, on sort of like uh, an outskirt, but certainly no less important, I think you need to leverage all of your social networks. And what I mean by that is, 
it's not just the social media, but it's if you're sitting on boards, if you're doing charity work, if you're involved in philanthropy, I, I avail myself as a volunteer to a number of these. Uh, and it's just, it's been very incredible to watch my business grow just based on how I hold myself and, you know, manage my commentary at these tables, right? So I, I think just being authentic, people will see, you know, who you are and what you stand for, and they'll be clamoring to work with you. Well, and, and you've built this great brand of being sort of perceived as highly sharp and highly connected at, at the right levels and, and highly effective. So you've done a great job of building your brand, and we'll come back to that in a couple minutes. Reem, a, a couple mo moments or thoughts on effective building of businesses. What do you see working today? A couple thoughts there. Yeah, so I, I love everything that um, everybody said and, and, you know, going back to Jeff, um, you know, around purpose. So I, I like to look at it in as three P's, right? So purpose is that first P. And I'm going to come at purpose from a different angle, which will bring us to our second P, which is people. Um, when you think about uh, our Gen Z and millennials, all the research shows and indicates that they prefer a brand, they prefer to work for an organization that stands for something they believe in. And at Adams and Knight, we like to talk about, you know, you, you know, in order to stand out, you need to stand for something. And so really kind of that purpose being really important to attract the right kind of people, which are absolutely critical for a business to be successful. People want to be heard, they want to be recognized, and, you know, especially um, given what um, some organizations have, you know, endured during the pandemic, um, you know, some reacted better than others, some were able to, um, you know, keep their employees whole um, and not furlough, for example, and understanding that there are different situations, but that will all really, um, you know, transcend into how employees will react after all of this and as we go into this next um, this next phase from an employee retention piece. And the other piece of it and why people, um, are, your people are so important to your business being successful is because that does play into the ultimate, um, you know, brand experience that is then uh, delivered to your customer. Or how I like to talk about customers, I like to refer to them as partners, not clients, not customers, but partners. Because when you say partners, it indicates a relationship. It's a two-sided, um, you know, it's a two-sided relationship. And again, in this era, um, you know, being able to build strong relationships, brands that can build strong relationships with their, with their customers that can really understand them, hear them, and adapt to continue to serve them will be the most successful. And, and, and Reem, when you talk about the three Ps, purpose, people, and partners, are those the three yes. Ps? Those are the three Ps, yes. And, and, and what I've seen firsthand is you engage so closely with what others might think of as customers, but as partners, they really view you as part of the team versus a vendor, which is part of that trusted advisor and partner relationship. Absolutely. Karen, no one has done a better job of building a personal brand than you have. Give us a few thoughts on what it takes to build a great personal brand and, and give us a few thoughts there and I'll ask you a follow-up question as well. Well, thank you. Um, I think the most important thing from my perspective is that I have a different medium than the other panelists. And, you know, I'm, I'm listening and writing notes because I think, again, we all share so many layers. From my perspective, you know, I speak to people I can't, I can't really 
you know, talk to one-on-one because I'm, I'm talking through a TV set. So for me, it's really important to be authentic. You know, who I am on TV is the same person you're going to see me with my kids and with my friends and with my husband. I mean, I think the greatest compliment that anyone can give me is that I'm sort of that, that best friend that is going to give you, you know, advice that's truly authentic. It's really important from my perspective that you problem solve for that audience and that you give them ideas that they can make their own. And I think it's most of my work is always storytelling. So you're really, I am here to sort of tell you about something that I might love. Um, A lot of my segments are off of that Oprah's favorite things because I've done the hard work for an audience and I find things that I think are on trend or really great. But as a mom or um, as a friend or as a, you know, someone who's sort of done the reading and, and done the research, I'm trying to tell you what I found and the most important thing is to story tell that and how to put that, how to give the audience the ability to put that into their, into their life. And the final thing into building that um, is, to, is that trust factor and then that what we call a call to action. So I don't want to be overly salesy and I don't want to push people into something that they, you know, I, I want them to buy because or to look into because that's my job to represent or be an ambassador for a brand. But I really want to give people the, um, that power to, or to empower them um, to to know that they have this call to action to then take the next step and to look into something further. So if I can be my, be myself and people can trust me to know that um, what I'm saying is very authentic and that I've inserted it all into my life, I think that's really doing you know everyone a good service. And also problem solving. I think we all are navigating this really you know, like you said in, in, in this overall panel, this new era, and there's every day we wake up and the world is shifting. And so we have our own problems and they're day-to-day problems. So if you can problem solve for people or help people find a, a solution to make their lives easier, that's, um, that's something that they will never, um, they won't forget. And as Oprah would always say is that, um, you know, people will remind, will remember how you made them feel and they will always, they'll take that with them. Karen, let let me ask you a question. You have these, this incredible set of personal skills and energy level. How important are those two qualities to the building of your brand? Um, well, I, it's a, there's a lot of coffee involved. Um, and I, you know, I, I think that as I, you know, as a young, I, well, I'm not so young anymore, but as a mom to young children, I think that I have to be very real on camera. And I, there's some days that I'd say my hands are up and I give up. So again, there's that authenticity to it. The, my energy comes from the fact that I love what I do. And I think all the panelists here are probably on the same boat is that I, I want to do what I do because I love it. And I find the energy and the passion behind it. Um, because that's, you know, that's my niche. I, I, I've always wanted to do it. I remember 
you know, going to my college counselor at Stevenson High School and telling her that I wanted to be the next Katie Kirk. And she told me that I probably couldn't do it. And I said, well, I think I can. So um, I, I've always wanted to do that. So I feel like it, if you trust your instincts to know that, um, you know, your passion is within you to you know, to do the day-to-day -day work. And I think pivoting, I know someone had mentioned that, and and making sure that you can continue to evolve your business to meet the demand of where the your either your customer base is or your audience base is, is gonna help you continue to to drive and to change the energy and to meet and to change the where your vibe is. You know, um I've been really hovering over and watching how brands and businesses have reacted to both COVID and also both, um, you know, everything with George Floyd and everything with the Black Lives Matter movement. And I've been watching and taking notes and making sure and, and really knowing, seeing which brands have really impressed me and which brands have not. And so I, I really, you know, I, I think it's a, a moment right now where we take notice to see how people and how brands and businesses are changing their energy and making sure that they rise to the occasion. Thank you very much. Jeff, you're this incredible mix of intelligence and drive. Take a moment and talk about where some of that drive comes from and how critical that's been to your success. And then I'd also like you to talk for a moment about what you see in building your personal brand, what's worked and what's not worked, and whether that's been important to the growth of your companies. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately what drives me is my, my ability to see my vision on the planet. So my vision is to see a community of abundant leaders, um, a community of abundance. So what truly drives me to do what I do every single day is simply the fact that I can, I can be the best me and I can perform at the best me, build up these leaders so that we can achieve that vision of an abundant community. So, I mean, yeah, part of it is the financial success. For example, you know, if you're making money on a property, yeah, you'll have some money in the bank and that's good, right? That, that's fun. But what does that even mean exactly? Which goes back to the whole part of purpose. There has to be a profound purpose behind everything you're doing. Um, and the reason why I mentioned that too is because that's what ties into the branding. Because without a purpose, it's gonna be very hard to build a brand. You know, I believe that the purpose essentially becomes the brand and that if your purpose is to inspire, if your purpose is to support people, then that's the brand. That's the brand is basically the image that people see when they think of your name. So for me, it's the Waltz Multiplier. That's my brand. That's the brand that I want everybody, whoever hears my name, to think about immediately. The guy that can help you multiply your wealth in ways that you never knew existed. And there were stories that led up or there were events that led up to ultimately coming to that purpose and that brand. But overall, you know, there has to be a purpose that's first established. And then you use that to establish the brand. And then once you've done that, like Karen said, be very authentic in everything you do. Like just, just be genuinely honest, have real conversations with people, whether it's for family members, whether it's with clients, partners, colleagues, employees, um, anybody you're talking to, just be your, 
just be you basically, right? When you're you, you feel the best you, it gives you the energy, it gives you the drive that you truly want. When you're putting up some sort of phony personality or when you're putting up something that's not you, then at a certain point, you're, you're going to get tired of it and you're just going to give up basically. So part of branding is definitely being the best authentic you, doing things with a purpose. And then last but not least, it is um, ultimately marketing. So taking it to the masses, this is where you, you get into the media. This is where you start doing, um, running ads, Facebook ads or whatever it is getting on TV if possible, or even starting small, maybe doing some webinars and some uh, workshops. So naturally, in order to truly establish a good brand, you have to first start with the purpose. You have to be the authentic, the best you possible. And then last but not least, you have to take the brand to the masses by promoting it. Thank you very much, Jeff. Fantastic. Jennifer, can you talk for a moment about the seminars, the content, the things that you do, and how you've built that, and what works and doesn't work. You know, there's been lots of things that um, I've done over the years, Scott, um, in the variety of, you know, with each company. I think every company has um, a responsibility to really look at how it can be a good steward um, in its community. Uh, I love what Jeff is talking about, like really just being ourselves, um, you know, the leader in our business. And by, by really looking at that authentic self, what is, the, what is the best way that I can start forward through my brand, in my business, and into the world, right? I, I think it, there's a greater responsibility that we as business owners and leaders often forget to look at. And, and that's through that connection to our values, to our mission, a lot like what Jeff was mentioning. And, you know, I think it's best summed up for me in these words. And I'm going to sing for just a moment because I, I think it's really relevant here. And that is this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, oh, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And I think if we do that, Scott, if we let our light shine as leaders and we really become visible and we stand behind our values, if we can stand for all humanity, well, then our brand's going to grow. Well, and, and I love that. And I, you, you caught me unexpected. And now I'm going to ask Matt to sing as well. Uh, but Jennifer Love. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> CEO of One More Woman. <laughs> Thank you so much. Matt, take a moment and talk about you've built a great business, a great following, a great practice. Talk about two or three tips on brand building specifically. I, I think a couple of things that, um, that started, you know, resonating with me very, very early on. And I go back to that authenticity comment was, you know, I'm in an industry where there's 1.4 million real estate brokers and locally there are 15,000 plus, uh, you know, in the Chicago market. And how do you stand out? 
how do you differentiate yourself from, you know, everybody else? And for me, I decided that I wasn't going to be in the business of selling homes. I was going to be in the business of making relationships because that's what I do really, really well. I, I get to know people. I've spent time asking a lot of questions. We have one mouth and two ears, right? So we get to listen a lot. Um, I think the other thing that I did was um, I prioritized my values and my passion. And what I mean by that was I, I really I sort of looked inside and said, what are my core values and how do I get to um, exploit these, for lack of a better term? How do I make it so that you know, these are the people that I want to work with. I left corporate America so I could get into this, you know, and sort of control in a weird way who I work with and how I help them. And for me, it's it's been a lot of, you know, I, I just work my core values. I, I have a very specific set of systems that are in place to make sure that I, you know, I take care of people. I care about them. That all comes out in compassion you know, through the way I treat them. There's a lot of times I have a lot of colleagues in this business who, you know, they're order takers, you know, they show them three or four or five or six properties. The next thing you know, they, you know, they're writing a contract and I don't know that they really see how much of a disservice they're doing to their clients. For me, it's, I don't care if I show you a hundred properties. I, you know, the more I see the better broker I become in my industry. Um, and so what's best for me is when my client's eyes light up because I know they felt that feeling of walking into the place that just meets, you know, the, the four, you know, needs that we were talking about earlier, right? It's the emotional needs, um, you know, the alchemy, if you'll let me quote you. Um, and so for me, that's really been, I, I think, the best part of it. A lot of consistency, making sure that I prioritize my values you know, working to what I'm passionate about, making sure that I'm educating, I'm informing my clients, and most of all, I'm empowering them to make a great decision. Thank you, Matt. And in terms of this ability to stand out over the long run, how much of that, I mean, obviously relationships are everything and staying close and not transactional is everything. And it's just constantly doing those things and constantly looking at how do you evolve and stay with people? How do you stand out over the long run? Uh, for me, I stay solution oriented versus transaction driven. I don't want to sound salesman-y, but it's really, it's a core value of mine. I want to make sure that what my clients are looking for is what they're getting. And sometimes they think they found it, but based on lots of conversations and lots of um, you know, interactions and watching them because um, body language is 60% or more of, of what's happening in my business and probably in just about everybody's business across the board, you know, when it's, when it's the right moment. And so for me, I, again, I just make sure that I'm educating them. I'm informing them. I'm empowering them and people feel that and word of mouth is the key to building a brand. If people feel your authenticity and they see it, and they know that you stand for what you stand for, it's fantastic. In light of all the events that have been going on, you know, sometimes, it, you know, we're all a little bit afraid to post on social media or to do things, but I, I don't care because I think, you know, my commentary, you know, speaks volumes for who I am as a person and what I stand for. And in the long run, if I'm offending your political values, well, that's okay, you know, <laughs> 
I, I probably we probably won't be a good fit for one another if if that makes sense. And so I'm I'm willing to let go of of some of that, you know, to keep my brand alive because I I want to be authentic to myself and be true to what I feel and what I'm passionate about. Thank you very much. Reem, a couple thoughts on what you see clients do that doesn't work in building their business or brand. Just a, a minute on what doesn't work. So one of the things that, um, you know, we feel uh, doesn't work um, is when, you know, it's as somebody who, um, you know, works every day to help organizations and brands and build brands. And we've, you know, I've been doing this for the past 23 years. And here at the agency, it's one of the things that we um, obviously focus on. We've honed a process to help keep our clients on track. Um, you know, authenticity, I heard that multiple times and it rings true, especially now and going, you know, just building off, um, you know, something um, that that was just said in terms of like the social posting and, and, and when to post and what to post. It's very critical that, um, you know, that your actions are where your words are. And as brands and right now, um, you know, brand transparency and brand trust um, is, is, is very critical for, um, for, for brand loyalty, especially as we go into this next era. Um, already a lot of research is showing that a lot of consumers um, are going to be uh, purchasing less. They're going to be saving more. What is going to cause them to you know, stay loyal to a brand or pay a little bit more for a product or support an organization, it is going to be, you know, that they are going to want to associate and affiliate with a brand that they believe in. Um, and so at Adams and Knight, we do have a process that we, you know, that we follow and it is, um, you know, around something we call our five M's. Um, and, you know, we start out with our motivation, you know, what is, what does success look like really starting with the end in mind? How are you going to measure that? So if I know what kind of brand I want, if I'm elevating our, a brand or for, you know, launching a new brand to make sure you have metrics in place, how are you constantly um, measuring that, that brand perception, whether it's through social, you know, sound um, or, or actual research, but making sure you have that in place. Um, and then really making sure, and this echoes everything I've heard today, which makes me really happy, um, is, is your market, your audience, make sure you really um, understand your target audience inside out. Again, through research, through um, understanding what what they want, what are barriers um, you know that they are dealing with, and how do you really connect with them? And then, who else in your marketplace is trying to talk to them? What are they saying, so that you know your competitive landscape? So that when you go to our fourth M, which is around message, which to me is the magical M when you talk about building brands. What is your brand promise, right? How are you going to bring that to life creatively so that you can turn emotion into motion and to get people to take that action? And then finally, to build on what was just said earlier or what Jeff said also about promoting your brand once you have that message, how you get out there. But I want to take it even beyond just tactically, again, thinking through how that brand message, that brand promise comes through in the brand experience and, you know, honing all of those together, um, you know, is, is what helps uh, brands stay on track. Thank you very much, Reem. Uh, we, we thank you very, very much. Let me ask each of our panelists, 30 seconds each, uh, just a couple words of encouragement for our audience and building their brand, building their business. Karen, let me start with you. Just a, a quick wrap up words of encouragement for the audience. Um, I, 
I've been just sort of reading in my, in my book of business. Um, I have great expectations for people in terms of um, where are they still interested in hearing from brands um, and are they store, are they still interested in hearing stories? And the answer for me was, was a resounding yes. I was reading an article the other day of, again, getting back to one of my points is that, you know, people are home more, they are watching TV more. I think they are looking to the experts. Um, you know, there is a, there's a, there's a lot coming at, to, at us, both from a news perspective on TV. There, of course, people are reading a lot. They're having to weed through um, a lot of news organizations. And so I think in, uh, uh, you know, the authenticity message is really, really important. But at the same time, I think people are, are definitely um, wanting some sort of light at the, you know, at, aside from the, the hard news. And so that was a little bit of breath of fresh air from my business because I've been doing all my segments have been doing I've been doing virtual segments because we haven't been uh, allowed back in the TV studio since March so um, my husband's in real estate and his business is really hard right now too so we're trying to we're, you know and we have two small children so we're trying to be as positive as we can but I think the takeaway from you know every day is that we take it day by day that we are um, we're still um, the you know as as a family unit we are trying to always be better we're we're watching and learning and um from my perspective from my branding is that i'm continuing to pivot and change and continuing to listen to my audience and know um how i can help them thank you very much karen jeff 30 seconds on words of encouragement to our audience on building a business or building a brand yeah, I would say um, be authentic, um, start with the purpose, and ultimately always, always, always stay ahead of the curve. Uh, we see companies that are going bankrupt today because they unfortunately couldn't get ahead of the curve or they were in certain industries where um, certain companies might have took over because they were way ahead of the curve. They were 10 years ahead of the curve. So when you're starting a business, you really have to pay attention to the trends and you have to pay attention to what's going on in your industry. Um, that way you can use that to your benefit in case hard times like this come again. Thank you. I think great words of wisdom. Jennifer, 30 seconds. You could sing or give advice or both. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what? I think it's really about progress over perfection because congratulations, we're all human and we're all learning how to be human. Um, so be you, shine your light, and take power pauses so you can access your humanity, so you can listen and you can restore and get out in nature because nature is one of our greatest teachers. I, I love that and thank you and always love hearing your thoughts on things. Always fascinating and great. Matt, 30 seconds on encouragement for the audience. I think uh, another important aspect is you need to know who to influence or who influences the influencer, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> um, I think being an early adopter, um, whether it's a movement or it's tech or it's you know trends that are happening in and around your business, 
so many of our businesses has, you know, they, they have similar cores and I think people become very myopic in their, in their daily lives, just looking at what, you know, for me, just like, what is the real estate market doing or what is the medical profession doing and, you know, certain aspects of it. And I think for me, one of the best things that I've done is I've taken off the blinders and I've opened my eyes to so many different, you know, industries and how they're, you know, how they're growing and what they're doing. And I think if you're open to early adoption and again, staying authentic to who you are and being passionate about your values and your, and working your core, you can't help but be successful. So thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Reem, any final words of encouragement for the audience? Um, I would just say stay positive and really take care, take care of your people. Remember, you know, build your business, build your brand from the inside out. When you take care of your, your people, they'll take care of your business, they'll take care of you, and that will um, transcend into the experience of your customer and call them partners. Remember, it's a two-way relationship. Thank you, Scott. Amen. Thank you. I want to thank Jeff Badu, Jennifer Love, Matt Silver, Reem Noah, and Karen Forsell. I thank you so much for joining us today. Always a pleasure. 